Do you have a young child between the ages of 10 and 14 that are gifted with supernatural abilities? Do they struggle to control exploding their friends and family when they get upset? Well, send them over to Professor Yesavier's Middle School for Gifted Youngsters. Our curriculum includes the U.S. Core Curriculum, augmented by a holistic program that teaches kids how to control their ungodly powers as they experience puberty. So please, for your own safety, contact Professor Wise Middle School for Gifted Youngsters today. Use code HMT to receive free legal counsel from our stable of lawyers. talk hello your panel of expert hosts each week are me i'm dr bryce hansen i hold a phd in spookology and across from me sits i'm david doy i'm the professor in scare stuff <laughs> we get spooky over here oh, we boy. have a real crazy time with <laughs> horror movies and your friends and your mom and your dad it's the best mm-hmm. we touch all of them New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. It's true. That's a pun. Mm-hmm. We got a great movie today that we're reviewing. A great show. Got a great show today. Got Surprise, a great show. You chill out. <laughs> Fucking calm down over there. Uh, coming down off of that coffee high from last week. Oh like really man, crashing. Yeah, you, you, you Bryce went on to like go on a killing spree. <laughs> he kept get ramping up. <laughs> he was aborting everyone. You've been, you've been you've been mentioning that throughout the week. I was like, man, you're, you really were really dialed. wired, really dialed up. It's like I don't know. Didn't seem that much different to we, me. We need to get some meth in here. Uh, yeah, so we review new movies, uh, especially new theatrical releases, of which one we're reviewing today is Firestarter. Yeah, I'm a Firestarter. The prodigy is a Firestarter. Yeah. Well, he's dead now, I guess, isn't he? It, oh. Is he? Oh, yeah, no. so sad. Did he start too many fires? <laughs> he burned himself? Yeah. Yeah. That's not funny. No. Um, so if you're new to Horror Movie Talk, we got a website, horrormovietalk.com, spelled the way it sounds. You can go there, get all the links to the things. Um, oh shit, today's the second Saturday. Mm-hmm. We got we do a second Saturday watch party. We're going to do one tonight. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But you've missed it if you're listening to this right now. Shit. Fuck. Okay. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday, so please... Give us a subscribe, and if you like us, give us a rating. Um, we we need to do a, a ratings um, campaign again. Yeah, yeah. We, um, people- we are once again asking you to rate Horror Movie Talk. <laughs> well, here's the thing. 
Here's the deal. Uh, people have been like, you know, the show's been getting bigger, and therefore a lot of people have been listening to a lot of our backlog. And the the through line in all these new ratings we're getting is stop burping. And it's like, it's, have you been listening for the last year? And the answer is no. <laughs> They're like, we've been listening to all the episodes that you burp in and fuck you for... Can you delete those episodes off the internet? And we're like, I, I, no. And they're like, ah. So, you know, it's hurting. We're hurting. It's great. It's like if you were to come in blind and just read our ratings, you would just think that the entire podcast is burping. Yeah, because all the good ones are keep the burping up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the bad ones are stop the burping. And it's like, we haven't burped for a year. Um, Over a year, probably. Yeah, probably more than that. So it's yeah. a crazy thing. So we need so, good reviews. <laughs> and yeah, you can say whatever you want in them. But uh, yeah, maybe just yeah, a good yeah, review yeah. would be nice. <laughs> if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Um, we'll start out the episode today giving a brief review and our score for Firestarter. Uh, we score on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, zero, one being miserable and Ew, ten David. being good. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can hop out at that point. Later on, we'll be checking our voicemail. <laughs> There's one in particular that I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it when we get a new character and a new whack packer, you know? I've been missing, I've been missing, um... Uh, <laughs> um, Robert the Farter. Robert the Farter. Um, a lot. He, he called last week. I know he he called last week, and it was great. Um, but and we you know and we have so we have some repeat callers, mm-hmm. but some of them fall into the realm of characters. <laughs> and Robert has given himself a name, Robert the Farter, and therefore he's ipso facto a character. Yeah, yeah. And then there's more characters. A new character arrives. Um, so we'll get to that later. Um, let's talk about Firestarter. Fire, we went and saw Firestarter in the theaters. Um, it's also on Peacock. Mm. Yeah. This, the dumbest, such a, such a good app. It's the Am dumbest I right? name. Like, why didn't you just call it NBC? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a bit shitty app too. So there you go. All right, anyways, uh, here's the trailer for Firestarter. Daddy. What's going on, sweetie? Something feels weird. Something's changing. You remember the tools we taught you, right? Pencil, desk, paper, shoes. You're weird. Everything okay, Charlie? It happened again. What happened? The bad thing. If you ever start to lose control, what do you do? It didn't work. She's not a robot, Annie. She's a little girl. With little girl emotions, which are wildly unpredictable. Charlie? She just has to shove it down and keep it hidden. Our responsibility is getting her ready. Our responsibility is to protect her. Charlie? If they catch her, they're going to put her in a cage. Charlie? They're going to run tests on her for the rest of her life. We'll never see her again. If who catches me? Something's happened. I need it handled with discretion. And I need her back alive. Holy shit. Do you know what it means to be on the run? Bad men are after us. Really bad. I hate living like this! You're special, Charlie. I'm not special. I'm a monster! 
want to use her. Charlie? Don't be stupid. Where's mommy? Do you feel that? Let her go or it's gonna get a lot worse. Where's mommy? Tell me now! She's the first of her kind. A real life superhero. You need to understand how to use it. It can't be a reaction. It's gotta be a decision. It's the only way that you can control it. She's becoming a young woman. I'm not going to jail. And someday soon, you're going to change the world. She may be capable of a nuclear explosion. Run, Charlie! On your knees! Simply with the force of her mind. <laughs> the whole world going to hell. Promise me that you'll never use your gifts to hurt people. Oh, you're bad people, I promise. Trust me, Charlie. You don't have to be afraid. Please, I can help you. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. I don't want to hurt anyone. But it feels kind of good. They took, so they took a lot of what she said out of context there. Like they really took her words and mm, just chopped yeah. them all up. She really. didn't love hurting people. That's mm-hmm. all for. It was a hack job. That yeah, trailer is a hack job. Yeah, it's a hack job. Hatchet job for poor Charlie. Uh, Firestarter is the second adaptation to Stephen King's eighth novel. It tells the story of young girl Charlie, played in this film by Ryan Kira Armstrong, trying to control her supernatural powers to set things on fire with her mind. After an accident in school, she finds herself on the run from the law and a mysterious government agency with her psychic father, played by Zac Efron. The government agency sends a telepathic Native American... Or First Nations Thank you. assassin. Sorry. That's going to be. Um, named Rainbird. That's kind of. <laughs> I know. Are we. Is this really what we're doing? To track down Charlie and return her for testing. It seems really backwards for the Native American or the First per, First Nations person mm-hmm. to be working. Indigenous. To be working with the government here. You know? It's like. Well, you know. It wouldn't be the first time that the government has exploited oh. an indigenous person oh. for their own purposes. I suddenly see you the know. through line here. Also, Red Foreman is in it from that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so And RoboCop. I love how it's always like, we're going to test her. Like, what's, there to, what's there to test? What do you mean, what's there to test? She can turn th- put things on fire. What do you mean? Are you fucking... Yeah, is that not testworthy? Of all the things in the world, that's testworthy. A person who can light things on fire with their brain, and you're like, ah, what's the test? Fuck it. All right. <laughs> um, in the end, everyone gets more fire than they bargained Whoa. for. Uh-oh. Um, this was an okay movie. I don't know if anyone was clamoring for a remake of the 1984 Drew Barrymore film, but here it is. It's very quickly paced, and it gets off to a quick start, but it suffers from a lack of character development early on. The supernatural elements are handled very matter-of-factly and almost seems too common in the world for it to be surprising to anyone. 
Like, there's uh, an entire family and this guy chasing him, and it feels like, should anyone be surprised that people have the ability to control your mind I in see Stephen what you mean. King's world? I see what you mean. The way this movie kind of um, um, offers you this the fact of people being able to do weird shit with their mind right. is like, oh, yeah, duh, this is the world. Right. Like, this is Stephen King's world. And they're pretty uh, blatant about it. It shouldn't really be a secret in the world. It does in this, well... This movie is pretty true to the original, if I recall. Um, the novel or the film? The film. This is the an adaptation of an adaptation, uh-huh. and it feels like it's the. It took a lot of cues from the first movie, which was what an eighty three, eighty four. No way, really? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't long after this that little tiny little Drew Barrymore started doing drugs, which was so crazy. Everybody was like, wow, she's like 10. Yeah. She's doing like hard I re- drugs. I rewatched Drew Barrymore's interview with, with Norm on the net, on his Netflix show. Oh, yeah. I kind of that vaguely was, remember that. That was one of my favorite episodes of that show, just because- She's so confused. Drew Barrymore's kind of, like, what I take away from it is like- She's not super bright. She's really honest. Hey, hey, there's other ways to say that. A lot of stuff just flies straight over her head. The the recording, like right before you looked back at the recording, it had stopped completely. The little number down at the bottom had stopped. And the whole, just like that. That's, ooh, show me where it spits. This is weird. Let me let's check that real quick. Okay. Yeah, let's technical difficulties. We had to restart my computer. Um so cut out there for a second, but we were talking about Drew Barrymore. Um and I yeah, I just rewatched her her appearance on the Norm show. Yeah. And uh she's adorable. She's a bright, like loving presence, but she didn't understand a lot of the jokes, which was well. I mean, that's me. yeah, and a lot of that is kind of by design, you know. I mean, a lot of people don't get Norm's jokes, um, right? And that's kind of what makes them great. Uh huh. So, anyways, where where my clipboard? See, I leave for one second. I go all the okay. Um, where were we? Um, in the end, everyone gets more fire than anybody. Uh, so. Okay, that's right. So where the film really shines, no pun intended, is when things get set on fire by Charlie. Like, it's it's unavoidable that you're going to have a good time watching her on a rampage at the end of the film. It's good times. And I haven't seen the 1984, but I can't imagine that the special effects can, like, hold a candle, no pun intended, to this one. It's been a while. Obviously, this one's going to have better special effects. Yeah. Um, I wasn't blown away by it, but it does seem like, and it does seem like an unnecessary remake slash adaptation, but Bloomhouse, shut up. You shut up. Bloomhouse has found a market for remakes that no one's asking for, and it's going to serve it, goddammit. <laughs> remember, remember, uh, Fantasy Island? Oh, yay, David! Of course I yay. do. 
Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's definitely a lane where. But this is a much higher quality remake uh, than. Uh, sure. Fantasy Island. Yeah. That was just so dumb. <laughs> um, I was I was actually pretty bored for the first two acts. Like it. The problem is, it presents the problem and immediately starts with the action in the beginning. And it's basically the same thing for two acts. Like, it's, there's very little variation. It's on the run. Yeah, it's yeah. on the run. Yeah. the They just keep hitting the the same note of, like, <sighs> can't tell. We got we to gotta be on the run because we can't let them get you. Chili's they're bad. baby back ribs. We got to go. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a one trick pony, but yeah, I, I mean, it's I don't think it's uh, inexcusable. I think, and also like to me, a lot of that felt really upsetting. You know, like I I, I was I, I was the whole time kind of cringing for this little girl, and, uh, and I was I was just like, oh, this poor thing's just all like it had me. The stakes were appropriate to I me. Guess, I guess the other thing is that. What kind of doesn't make it super compelling for me is that they show her super powerful early on. She explodes a bathroom and it's like, well, how could she actually be in danger at all? She could just shoot a dynamite explosion at someone. Big, big, bad men, big, bad men with other powers are coming to grab her, I guess. I don't know. It just the the first two acts aren't super compelling to me. Um, it's but yeah, go ahead. It's um, yeah. I think some character development around Charlie, her father, and Rainbird, um, and even the government agency would have made it a little more engaging and established established better stakes. So I mean, even just giving a little more background, like it rushes through it pretty quickly because the the opening credits are basically the setup yeah. of the parents and that's it. Yeah. It's like, okay, well they're experimented upon. That's all we, we get. And it would have been nice to really show a little more, um, how the government agency is sinister, like it, to make see, it seem like a little more. See, that's such a, that's, that's, a, that's work that just doesn't need to be done to me. I'm like, Oh, it's government, government agency. Fuck them. They're sinister. They're terrible. Spooky. I don't like it. You know, uh, that's work that needs no establishment to day right. to day. Uh, so I just associate government agencies with boring. It's like, oh, no, they're going to make us sit, fill out bubble sheets. Well, that too. I mean, that's a part of the that's the low key part of the sinister. Yeah. But like the actual danger and harm to the person like it's not super established it's like they just want to do tests yeah but uh, what that means is like taking your life away from you sure like taking all yeah, of your and freedoms it, it away. establishes that but i mean i i would just like to see a little more like some more flashbacks freedom isn't free it's a hefty fucking fee <laughs> okay um but it has some fun fun moments that are worth a watch with friends. Um, I wouldn't rush to see it in the theaters. If you got Peacock, go watch it on that. It, this is a this is definitely one of those films that's not sacred to talk during. Like I would, you could have a lot of fun 
with friends. And I was kind of editing to myself in the theater because there were some other people in there. But Yeah, unfortunate that. But, uh, yeah, there's just a lot there of was, moments. There was a, f- a great part, too, like where she was like, liar, liar, pants on fire. And I was like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> I was very excited about that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so what do you give this? Um, I give it straight down the middle of five out of ten. Wow, scornful. I mean, it's really it's not scorn. It's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie. It's perfectly average. It's average means bad, don't you know? Average. You centrist shill. It's not David. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I disagree with a lot of stuff that you said. I think I think it's gonna if it. Like, uh, it sounds like it's such a fucking, oh my God, I never shut up about the childhood trauma bullshit. But I honestly, like if, if the childhood trauma angle works for you, this movie's gonna work for you. Like it, you're gonna be like, oh damn, this poor little girl. And, uh, and it really worked on me and, and, um, and quite frankly, uh, I about halfway through, I was like, "Oh, th- I feel great about. I, I like this movie because it's like a um, what do you call it? A um, you know those superhero starter pack movies? What do you call them? An origin story? Yeah, this is a superhero origin story like Brightburn, but that I care about. Like I can give a shit about that kid in Brightburn." I did not care. And there was so much hype around that. Oh, this is the super bad, evil, super bad origin story. It's bizarro. He's going to come in. And then it just ended up being so stupid. I hated Brightburn. Um, but this was the a version of Brightburn that I was like, this is fucking cool. And I wish they, I, I mean, I guess it's open for, they could still come and do like fire starter too but uh i wish they'd have gone fire started fire started (laughs) start harder (laughs) creosote um yeah so they could uh (laughs) kerosene uh they could come in and like i i would have liked her power explained a little bit more you know there's like which I think actually this is a good this is a good discussion for spoilers. Which is like, what would your superpower if you could, had to choose? Like, what would it be? Because her 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 power isn't exactly fire starting. Mm. It's kind of pyrokinesis, right? It's which is kind of like the ability to excite atoms in some way, right? To excite or retard the movement of atoms to to get them to explode in fire to excite or neurodiverge right atoms no i don't think it works now no. i think you found i think be, you finally found the use case i'm trying to not be offensive here, where David. it doesn't work like yeah i would have liked more of that but i mean hey we're still waiting for kerosene so maybe they'll mm-hmm. come through with uh fire starter two, uh the gasoline pack and uh and we'll get to see it but i really liked it i i'd say uh, this is a, a strong, solid eight. I had a good time. Wow. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Wow. I, I'm i surprised it would get over 
a seven would be generous. To Neurologically, me. we're diverging quite a yeah, bit right now. Like, wow, eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed Zach Efron. Not gonna lie. Well, yeah, that's because you want to fuck him. Well, I mean that aside. I'm always impressed by Zac Efron because you look at him and you go, this fucking guy. And then and then he turns out to be such a good actor that you're like, well, damn. Like, well, it's just kind of weird. It's like, oh, I can't believe the guy that's acted since he was like 13 is good at acting. Fucking really, really good. Like he's. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Someone, if you've done something for like 20 years, like you're pretty good at it. Yeah, that is true. I don't like what he's done to his face. Is a crime. He refined Zach Efron. You got to be like ten years younger than me. See, you said that, but his the picture that people reference no, is I'm super talk- fucked up. You think I'm talking about the picture that people are referencing? I'm not. I'm talking about his face now. It looks inferior to his face before. It's like a big chunky meathead compared to like Svelte. This seems like a whole thing for you. It is. Like, yeah, it definitely is. I don't like what he's done to his fucking big fat fucking head. He just got older. No! <laughs> he had shit done to his thing, his face. He had, I, I'm going to look it up. He had some filler put in and it faded off just like filler does. No, that is not the case. His, he's got a big chunky meat head compared to... Uh, like, I, don't, I really don't see how... You, uh, how you can like deny it because he's truly changed the structure of his face. Like he's, he, he got some sort of implant on the side of his, um, on the side of his, on the back of his jaw. That's much wider. And before his, his, I mean, he was, he just had a very, this is pay no attention to this. I acknowledge that this after picture is goofy. This before picture is what I'm comparing everything to. And he had this slim jawline, and now he has bulked it out. The jawline's all fucking weird, and it doesn't make sense for his beautiful face. Yeah. You just want that streamlined jaw for when he's sucking your cock. That's, wow. Okay, this is your wife's here, I assume. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Oh, no. no oh, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We got we got coffee delivered. This is the the coffee that turns Bryce into. Well, I think she got that for you. A raving lunatic. Did you already have like three cups of coffee? Thank you, Aaron. I no, I didn't. Okay, you can. Thank you so much. Oh, we got wow delivery. It's DiGiorno. Look, what is this thing? What is this thing? It's a straw. Yeah, but this thing. It's got a. It's a metal straw with a silicon tip. And you're sitting here telling me about sucking dick. <laughs> you're you're complaining about Zach Efron's jaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am. Yeah. All right. I think it's a crime what he's done to his beautiful face. I think he's just got older. Yeah. I well, I, that should stop too. I don't agree with that either. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Fire starter. That's. I want you to hold this up against all the other films you've given an 8 out of 10 and say, it's as good as those ones. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, stupid. <laughs> it, the horrible part about this is having to rate movies 
that you just enjoy. Like having to like I it just fucking had a great time watching this, and uh, and I think as far as remakes go, bingo. Like great. This is they did a great job. I had a real fun time, and. I was reminded of that horrible, shitty movie, movie Brightburn, that everybody was like, oh, God, Brightburn. I was like, this is stupid. Nothing happens. It's not compelling. I don't care about the super bizarro Superman guy. I don't care about him. I cared about this little girl. Mm. I had a good time. The bad guy was bad. There was Red Foreman. What else could you want? No, Robocop. Okay. It made it had it did all the it it pulled all my nipples in regard to nostalgia. It was like eh, nostalgia, and I was like ah, oh my nipple. All right, we're gonna pause for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> if you just heard commercials right then, you don't have to. Mm. You didn't have to. Mm. Um, if you go to our Patreon and sign up for a certain tier, you get. Early access to episodes right after we edit them and without ads. That's right. So, if you haven't done that too bad, you're going to hear our ads like our shop on horrormovietalk.com slash shop. You can find our shirts, our stickers, and that's it. Um, Also, we want to give a plug to our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. He always gives us... Awesome artwork to share with each of our posts. You can find him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. Reach out to him and uh, ask nicely, and he'll do a commission for you. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call us at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Okay, Bryce. I just mainlined two sausage McMuffins. I saw that. It was very... <laughs> impressive. You're like a big, dirty raccoon. It was very impressive. Um, I Okay. You know how there's just some people on the planet that are just, like, undeniable? Zac Efron is one of those people, you know? Undeniable in what way? Well, you just, you just, you know, you look at Giselle Bunchen or something like that, and it's like... Every guy is kind of... Are you saying you want to fuck him? Um, Undeniably fuckable? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want Zach Efron's manly man meat? I feel like you're putting a lot of words in, in other things. In your mouth and ass? I feel like you're putting a lot of words in other things in my mouth. I mean, that's what you're saying. No, um, what I'm saying is, do you... I'm asking you a pretty specific question, and uh-huh. you're just ignoring it to insert words and penises into my mouth. Uh-huh. Um, you know how they're... How they're I mean, it doesn't take me to put penises in your mouth. That's all up to you, David. Well, it seems like you're doing it right now, so maybe back off. Maybe, like, you know, respect my space. Um, you know how there's just, you know, there's Brad Pitt... It's like, oh, uh-huh. well, everybody, every, pretty universally, sure, like, right, you're right, just right. not going to, like, he may not be your specific cup of tea, but uh-huh. you're still going to be like, well, fuck, like, goddamn, like, that's just, it's just impressive, no matter how you cut it, somehow, you're like, shit, I feel like, uh, like, Zach Efron is one of those people, and I feel like there is, it would be hard pressed to find a woman who's like, get him out of here, ew, you know, it's just, you're just not going to do it. You're not mm-hmm. going to find that person who's be like, can we not with this? Okay, I get it. You know, she's still going to be like, yeah, he's 
pretty cute. Like, he's pretty cute. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't see it. You straight up are are saying that Zach Efron is is like uh, who, who's that? Who's that goofy kid? Uh, the bad guy kid on uh, on Breaking Bad, kind of oh, blonde uh, and shit. What's mm-hmm. his name? Mm-hmm. Wow, Drew, uh, Aaron Paul. Yeah, no, no, not Aaron Paul. No, that's that's uh, that's Jesse. No, I'm saying um, the the bad guy kid. Uh, Pink. Oh, no, no. Uh, Plemons. Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Yeah, are you saying like? I, I, are you saying? I like, see no difference. Okay, now you're just being. Now you're just trying to be. I don't know. I'm not into men, David. So. Okay. All right. Well, this is a this is a good way to just uh, <laughs> to just uh, retard the conversation. No, I mean if if. If Zach Efron came up to me and hit on me in a bar, I'd be like, oh, okay. All right. We'll go All to right. your place. All right. Yeah. I mean, if he asked nicely, I would suck his dick, okay? <laughs> okay. As long as we are, are in agreement. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. It, it you know, we learned from, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember the sex um, psychologist guy. He's played by Liam Neeson in that movie. Ed Asner. Oh, fuck. Uh, Kinsey. You know, we learned from Alfred Kinsey that everyone's a little gay. Well, yeah. You know, everyone's got a little. There, it's a spectrum. You know. I mean, t- to be honest, like the more you're able to admit it, probably the less gay you are. Right, right. I don't, yeah, I mean, the straightest guys act the most Think about homosexual. every pastor who's like, the gays are going to hell. And then as it turns out, they're literally get done say, giving that speech and they uh-huh. go into the back and they just take it in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, so, I'm here just, you know. Straight as an arrow. Right. You know, because that, I acknowledge my gayness. That should be the spectrum on the test of, like, it shouldn't be, like, how attracted you are to men. It should just give you a list of celebrities. Hmm. Say, who would you let fuck you? <laughs> it's like, goes from, like, you know, like Paul Giamatti to <laughs> Zach Efron. <laughs> <laughs> And that it's like, oh yeah, you you fall straight on the Adrian Brody <laughs> point in the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm sure there's a equivalent for for women. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. We won't go there though. That's a, that's dangerous territory. <laughs> um, we're we're just the most see, qualified people to tell you. You know what's kind of weird about women though? Like, I, oh I, no. Yeah. Oh, Bryce, no! You know about women? Come back, Bryce. He's had some coffee. Oh, no. <laughs> so, here, do you find... Tell, tell me if this is true in your experience. Do you find that some women inexplicably find the most gorgeous women, like... And they just like, yeah, I don't see it. I don't understand why men are attracted to them. 
No, everybody I hang out with, like, there's this baseline for people that I I just hang around that they have to be just, they have to be good people, which means being honest and, like, not not trying to fuck with your head constantly. I feel like that's a fuck with your head move, where they're just like, I don't... I, sure, I mean, maybe... Gwyneth it's- Paltrow, uh, 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 and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, you mean the person who's made millions and millions of dollars literally off of her looks and nothing else? <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, she's talented. She's a talented actress. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I love her work with Goop. Um Okay, well, I guess that I'm in the I feel like I've I've seen like this phenomena where Yeah, it's called trifling bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Is the phenomena you're describing. Where you find these like it's like Taylor Swift or something. They're like, I don't understand why people are attracted to Taylor Swift. What's that about? It's like, what? I mean, that she's <laughs> like corresponds with every conventionally attractive like idea we have. Yeah, I just don't see in it. Culture. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or like when you ask them, like, what are the who are the women that you're attracted to? And they're like, oh man, like. I don't know. And they pick someone that's like Oprah Winfrey, uh, Rosie O'Donnell all the way. Someone that's attractive, but not like top of the list. I'm trying to think of who, who would, okay, a good example would be. Dangerous territory. Anyways. Yeah, um, don't, don't go there. J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh Anyways, all right, moving on. Firestarter. Firestarter. Wow, your notes are sparse and hilarious. <laughs> your notes start, Mommy Milkers. <laughs> That's your first note. Speaking of women. Um, Baby's head on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my points to talk about get sparser and sparser every time. Jesus. Um. So, yeah, it starts out with uh, Charlie as a baby. And she's like, Mama, Goo-goo-ga-ga. and uh, she's like, "Oh shit, the milk in my tits is boiling." <laughs> <laughs> and then the baby's head catches on Getting fire, which is which is a great image. And then they wake up, and it was it was all just a dream. It was Zac Efron's beautiful head dreaming about mm-hmm. his about these mommy milkers and his baby's head catching on fire. Yeah, and. Uh, it's. I'm not sure whether it's implied that that actually happened, or it was just a dream, or mm. I'm. I think you're trying. You, you're supposed to know that that's real. But he wakes up and everyone's up, and it's early morning, and Zach Efron offers to make pancakes, which is you know David's fantasy. Oh. <laughs> wow! Like, Look out, Carrie. Um. Okay, here's here's the question. If Zac Efron wanted to fuck you... Yes. Would, I mean, wait, what? Would you be willing to leave Carrie and your family no. for Zac Efron? No, I'm, I'm a straight man. Would you be willing to have an ethically non-monogamous relationship with Zac Efron? No. No? No, it doesn't do anything for me. You just want to... Fuck him in a dirty, dirty bathroom. No, I just acknowledge that he's a beautiful person. I'm not actually attracted to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Bryce, do you have feelings oh, for yeah. Sackhouse? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're saying, I only hang around honest people. Well, I'll tell you what, David, I don't. I got one in this room that's uh, not being honest. I feel like you're projecting. <laughs> I feel like it's... Hey, I'm not the one that talked at at length about Zach Efron's gorgeous jawline. Look, I look, you asked it seems like you put a lot of thought into this. I it just seems like it just seems like you're unable to take any of my jokes. Oh. It was a joke. No, they were all jokes. <laughs> because gay equals funny. Hello, have you been on earth for like a while? It's no laughing matter. Mm. Um so sexuality in general is pretty funny. <laughs> I think. Yeah. If you take a sec- step back, sex is kind of hilarious. Yeah, it's great. You're just like... It's all those... Uh-huh. Uh, noises. Uh, yeah, you're... Yeah, well, you're slipping. Your game is... Oh, no. Your game's way off. <laughs> okay. This is the Hilarious. show. This is the show you're listening to. This is the to. show now. David, this is so awkward. <laughs> so, anyway, so then and then it goes to the credits, and the credits is like younger Zac Efron and the younger mother like doing interviews, the office style about their abilities. Yeah, it's- and scientists are taking notes and stuff like telekinesis and tele telepath telepathy. Tilapia. That's my favorite hot sauce. The, it's it's uh, yeah. Speaking of which, how do you like that hot sauce they gave you for your birthday? Hot. It's. I gotta say, it's pretty fucking good. Isn't it fucking great? It's really good. What's it called? It's Hoff's uh, wake up call. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, spicy, but not so crazy spicy that you can't just slather everything in it. Yeah, I mean, for me and you, it's the perfect level. Right to where it's like. Yeah, you're going to get a little heat. You're going to be like <sighs> for like a minute or two. But yeah. it's not going to be like I can't take another bite of this because I'm a, I'm scared. I feel like I've I feel like I've just destroyed my mouth because it it doesn't even get there for me. Like, there, this is like an interesting lane of machismo that I ascribe to which oh. is like yeah, I can eat hot things. And I stopped weird, being proud of it long ago. It's a weird self-punishing, but also like, yeah, you do build up an acclimation um, to the point where it's like, I need a fire starter in my mouth. Yeah, why are why are you doing this? Because all you're just setting yourself up to be dissatisfied most of the time. It feels like chasing a high, kind of like it's like like to me. I stopped being proud of it and started just like just like earnestly looking for good tasting. Hot sauce. Long ago. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not seeking after, like, the insanity sauce or whatever, but, like, when you're eating stuff that's supposed to be spicy. Yeah. And you're like, I can do this. This isn't that spicy. And anything that, anything that's less than, like, hot, hot. Yeah. Is, like, what What am I wasting my time on? We went to a, uh, a Mexican restaurant the other day. Uh, that I really like because when you ask for it, when I ask for hot sauce, they got home, they got like house made hot sauce, and and when and and but you got to always anytime you're at a Mexican restaurant, if you ask for hot sauce, you got to be like, not, I want hot hot, 
Like, not this white people hot that you do. I know what you think of me. That's fine. Uh-huh. But give me the good stuff. And, and man, it's, when, when it just ooh, lights you up and you're like, whoo, whoo, that's what I like. Where it's just like, this is too much. We're borderline. We're in dangerous territory. You're going to taste this on the way out. Yeah. You know? That's the, that's the best. Like, you got to be in the danger zone. Yeah. It's, but you can't go crossover. Cause you can, I have been. <laughs> on the other side I've of that. been on the other side and it's not a good place to be yeah but if you can just dance on that line yeah there, there's a point at which it's like why am i even putting this in my mouth yeah and you just keep doing it yeah and you're like this is not gonna this is gonna get a lot worse before it gets better yeah anyway so anyways we're reviewing a movie called firestar <laughs> um so the credits kind of set up the the parents abilities um and it shows zach efron uh, being a hypnotist and like showing, showing him like make a help someone quit smoking. His power is called pushing. Yeah, which is established in other Stephen King novels. I don't know whether this is the first one where he uses the word push, but I know in um, in Doctor Sleep that's a big element, uh, the push, and I I think it's all around the kind of concept of the shining taking a dump um (laughs) (laughs) um i got a messy push i think he's got he's established kind of a world around this and like rules around the psychic and telepathic abilities and stuff um but i i thought for a minute like i did the the math pretty quick because the lady sits down she's like it's like a hundred dollars per session i'm not sure i can really do this he's like Listen, give me just this one. If you don't if you're not leave feeling here, great. feeling great, like I'll give you your money back. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, uh, infiltrates her mind and makes her think good thoughts and say that she doesn't want to smoke anymore. And that's it. And she like doesn't have all the money, but. Doing the quick math, how could this guy not be like a millionaire? Because he's charging a hundred dollars per session, and from what I can gather, this session lasted about five minutes. Yeah, a hundred dollars I mean, per five minutes—that's um a lot per hour. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a—it's a—they kind of this is touched on a little bit, which is they have to keep a low profile, uh, and so that's all very intentional, right? So mm-hmm. if if he just like mopped up and became well known as this person who just worked miracles, mm-hmm. like literally just worked miracles, then his cover would kind of be blown. So I appreciate that they went to some effort to just be like, look, he's it's he could. I mean, the dude could just walk up to a millionaire and be like, give me all your money. And the millionaire would do it. Hey, but that's, that's a really good point. You got to keep a low profile. That's a really good point. Why doesn't he do that? This is my favorite part about superhero movies. This theory crafting around the powers where you just go, what's the best thing to have? <laughs> okay. So what's the, so are we limiting ourselves to Stephen King superpowers? No, I, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't like to, I, I just like to know what you're, you know, have you given this much thought? Is this a, I usually do it in in like the this versus that hmm. element. So like the, my favorite one is, I think the best one, in my opinion, is would you rather have 
the power of invisibility or the power of flight. Wow. I mean, you know, the perv inside you says invisibility every time, right? Everyone goes to the perv. And yes, I would go into women's locker room, <laughs> but there's so many more. You fucking abilities perv. Um, abilities in that. Now you're just struggling to... Now you're just struggling to find... Oh, no, I remember now. My my favorite one was that I could add into there would be the power to rewind time, um, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, you would maintain all your knowledge from, the, from it, but you could rewind time and relive the last five minutes. And so it's that- like a running thing to where you can't go further than five minutes, but there's always... Like, the last five minutes you can redo. So that every time Zac Efron's pumping one out into your mouth, you can just you can just rewind that and just just experience that infinitely. <laughs> and then, you know. Yeah. Is this the gayest episode we've ever done? No, there's definitely gayer. Um... Yeah, so that's that one was one of my favorites in a hypothetical, um, which is like, yeah, would you rather have the ability to be invisible or rewind time five minutes? Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I don't know. With that, I'm I, so enamored with the idea of rewinding five minutes. It's like, that seems like so powerful to seems me. Seems so boring. Uh, it does seem very powerful. But I just think about my life. You know, it, it's powerful because of the person that you would end up being, right? Because you go, there's limitless possibilities and my actions don't matter at all. Right. So suddenly there's no consequences for the way that you are. You can just keep groundhogging, groundhog daying the whole thing. The whole, the last five minutes. The last five minutes. How satisfying it would be to just be able to slap someone as hard as you can. Oh, that would be, that would be great. I think there's a real danger with the rewinding five minutes thing Mm. because have you ever played a choose your own adventure book? Uh huh. And you know, that fucking cycle you get stuck in where you're just ear dog earing every page and you're just like, I gotta go back. I gotta, I fucked it up. I didn't get to the right thing. You're just going to do that with your whole life. You're going to never going to be able to fucking fall asleep. It's going to be like a drug that uh-huh. you're, ne- that you can't put down. Uh, and you know, is just available to you just right there all the time. I, I think that's bad for your mind being mm. able to do that. I think mm. invisibility wins. <clears throat> Wouldn't I, that also be bad for your mind though? Just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but in a way that is not it, that doesn't break the time space continuum kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what could you do with invisibility that you couldn't do with rewinding for five minutes, though? You couldn't rewind time. <laughs> you specifically, you'd be invisible and not be able to ma- ma- manipulate time and space. Um, I think that. I think that. Uh, a buddy of mine many years ago made a very strong argument that pyrokinesis is maybe the strongest power of of them all by a wide, wide margin, because essentially what you have to do is break the power down. Um, and and so what is pyrokinesis? It's the ability to excite or retard the movement of atoms. And so with that, what can you do? You can fly. 
Um, you can you could make all of the air molecules beneath your feet become completely solid by by shifting how they move, and then push yourself through the air. You can um, you, you can obviously light things on fire. You can also you can also slow things down to a point where time basically stops. And it's like, you know, you're talking about like Jean Grey volumes of power. Wait, how could you slow time down? Because it's because everything, the relativity, right? So it, it, things are only going as fast through time as the, as they are going. So if everything gets slowed down, then time speeds up, right? Around them. I guess how much, I mean... Right, Is how it much pyrokinesis around the entire existence? I mean, yeah, it depends on how much power you got, right? But it's a cool, it's a cool thought experiment because if you can, in, if you can just, it, let's say all that you can manipulate is what's in a fifty foot radius around you. Well, you can bend time in uh, in a fifty foot radius around you. I so, still don't follow how you could do that. Okay, so time, so so moving at the speed of light means that everything else if you're moving at the speed of light everything else around you is is moving much 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 faster uh-huh. than somebody who's not uh-huh. right so if you are able to slow down or speed up everything around you like all the atoms around you then th- th- I don't know how to explain this in a way that's you know as stupid as you so <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how to get down on your level. <laughs> you look so confused. This is so obvious to me. I mean, yeah. Look, basically, you'd, you'd rather be the Human Torch than any other superhero. Uh, well, not specifically the Human Torch. As someone with pyrokinetic abilities. Is that what the Human Torch is? Um. His have some weird, like, limits and rules where he has to be on fire. <laughs> uh, I can't recall his specific bed array, but, mm. yeah. This little girl, though, has pyrokinesis or something like that. Because in in this movie, in Firestarter, she does things that you that are not specifically starting fires. They're moving shit. Like, she moves a little... Well, I think the the thing is, like, her mom has telekinetic powers and her dad has psychic powers, and so I think she inherited both of those mm-hmm. in addition to being able to set stuff on fire. Yeah, and the, the kind of the setup for this is... Um, Mom and dad were test subjects. Uh-huh. They had they they were experimented upon with this uh, serum, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they escaped their their test subject status. They were chosen, by the way, because they had innate abilities anyway. See, it didn't seem very clear to me because they it didn't seem like they had to escape. It seemed like they're on the run from the law because Zach Efron. Um, Forced, forced two police officers to kill each other. It's, I, I will admit, I thought it was because they had a baby together, and that was not okay with the government. Um, um, and then, and and so the government responded by trying to steal the baby, and that's when Zac Efron was like, 
I'm going to make these police officers kill each other because I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Right. I mean, they were going to take the baby because Chili fire baby. But yeah, he, he forces the, the cop to shoot his partner and then forget how to breathe and walks away with the baby. And that's when they're on the run. That's such a fucking cool yeah. thought. It's like, you're going to shoot your your counterpart and then you're you're just going to forget how to fucking breathe, brother. Um, it goes to Charlie um, in school, and <laughs> there's the world's most over-the-top ginger bully. This kid with red hair, and he's like, she's a weird girl. The weird girl killed our frog. Yeah. What are you going to do, weird girl? Let me emphasize, you're super weird. You know, there's this... What do you got to be to be a bully in a movie? You either got to be fat <laughs> or redheaded, it seems like. Or like b- blonde, like weirdly blonde, like too blonde, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit Aryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got Draco Malfoy. Uh-huh. You know, you got the... the you got Johnny from Karate Kid. Johnny from Karate Kid. You got... um uh Who, who, who are the... Th- that those Billy Madison brothers, the oh, O'Doyle rules. O'Doyles, right? They're fat and redheaded, uh-huh. you know, and uh, and so you kind of got this lane of like, yeah, the Irish are real bullies, real fucking bullies. Yeah, America still doesn't like you, you like the Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, so anyways, this over the top bully, and then it just forces Charlie to. She tries to control it and she goes into the bathroom and explodes the bathroom it's awesome <laughs> which i'm prone to do sometimes uh, <laughs> i don't even have supernatural powers well you know somebody's like light a match and it's like <laughs> <laughs> um and so they're found out because explosion and then they're immediately on the run and it shows um like this is one of those concepts in movies that I'm not real sure if there's a correlation to real life of like, if your kid had supernatural powers, like would it ever be the right idea to be like, shove it down. Yeah, no, it's it, yeah. suppress. Yeah. It's, this is the right choice. It is a comical uh, concept. Right. For sure. That that is executed in this, which is like this really ham handed uh dialogue where she's where the mom's like, You got you gotta teach her how to use her powers or else she's never gonna be able to control it. Whereas beautiful um uh slick dicked uh Zach Efron yes, is with his with his rock hard abs and his fucking his arms that you could just, you just lip, lick ice cream off of those abs. Yeah. And you can just fall asleep in his arms while he cuddles you, mm-hmm. um, says you gotta shove it down. And then I'm just like, I push my bones. <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll he, shove it. Down. It's, it's a silly concept because it's like, no, she just has to shove it down. I have to say the most generic thing about little kids coming of age. She just got to deny herself and everything could be fine. Whereas, yeah. like, no, obviously you got to teach her how to use her power. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially 
pretty hypocritical since he's built a career off of using his powers mm-hmm. to his. De- I guess the the thing that that sets it off is that um, he hurts himself when he uses his powers. Right, he's bleeding yeah. from his eyes. He understands so not- the trade off, which is there is a real trade off every time you use your power. But it's it's kind of this interesting insinuation because. He didn't have these incredible powers until this serum was injected into him. Mm-hmm. And now every time he uses them, a, a little piece of him gets taken away. Whereas his girl was born of two people who were like essentially genetically yeah. modified. She was born that way. And it works a little differently for her. Like she's like, every time I use it, it's like scratching an itch that I couldn't reach. Mm-hmm. And there's like this, oh, it doesn't take a piece of her away. It kind of like it kind of gets her gets her going like she's okay with it and and it feels so, right is the shove it down an analogy for being gay in a conservative family it could be anything you want it to be bryce like anything could be yeah mm-hmm. like the the father is secretly gay which i mean you'd be really into and you know he's trying to shove it down he's kidding it's like turn it off it's like, weird that no. we're- it's weird that we're talking about and this movie Firestarter because it's getting really hot in trying here. to get Charlie to you know turn it off like don't do it deny yourself your net your your evil urges and she's flaming yeah and then she's in that school bathroom and it's just like boom it just pops off right mm-hmm. um but yeah it doesn't seem like the the best idea no to, to shove it down. Um, and then immediately, what was the thing that set her off to burn her mom's arms? Like she, she has a bad reaction and gets angry and uh, shoots out a big fireball and ends up burning her mom's arms. Yeah, I mean, basically, her mom was like, "Sweetie, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta do this thing. We gotta, you know, we got." things aren't going to be normal for us because we're not normal. And she's like, I, you know, I hate big circumstances. And, you know, then she hurts right. her mom. And then, yeah, and then the government activates the... the uh, Indigenous hitman. Indigenous hitman. And uh, and he's kind of... I'm still questionable about what his powers are. But he... Um, I think he had uh, tel- telepathy. Like, he was he was able to push... I don't think I don't think he was able to I think his I think his power was being semi immune to the guiles of all these other powered people. He was his Because I thought he controlled Zach Efron for a for a second. Am I not remembering am I not remembering that right? I think I think Zach Efron was just trying so hard to fuck with this guy and he was so stoically mm. unmoved mm. that that f- was why Zach Efron was get, was so heavily fucked with? Because every time Zach Efron uses power, it takes a, a chunk out of his soul. Yeah. His superpower was tracking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is from little, from little, movies. What I understand, a lot of little racist First Nations people, just really good trackers. Yeah, it's a little racist, isn't it? Hmm. Problematic. Yeah. Damn, Bloomhouse. Um. And then they run. Well, they go to, they find an old man. Yeah, but I mean, but her mom dies in. Her mom dies. In the attack of, in the indigenous people attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, she kills her mom, kind of, really. She lights the house on fire and 
like they just... no she was dead before that because the uh rainbird choked her out like, oh she was dead she like fell dead out of the closet okay um and yeah so they're on the run away from rainbird her mother's dead it's just her and her dad and they get picked up by an old man and this is like this is just filler like there's not really a great reason for Irv, for Irv, I don't know. I I like I like the element of Irv. Irv is this old man who he just basically lies. You know, he he he, he just these white lies that have to do with um, his past, his past, but also like yeah, it's 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 like he tells lies about about who he is because he can't face who he really is. Mm. He he can't. He doesn't like who he has become, so he tells you the story that he wishes were true about himself, which is kind of this regretful character that shows you what happens if you do suppress yeah. that that person. I liked Irv, and that's kind of what I got out of it. Irv yeah. is like, he's the example. He's the old man who lived a life of of fucking up and regret. Yeah, and so you can't don't be like Irv necessarily. So they, he calls the cops and they come, um, Zac Efron is captured by Rainbird and Charlie makes it away. And there's a pretty cool scene where, uh, Zac Efron like manipulates Rainbird's mind to make her disappear. So he yeah. can't track her. Um, creates a whole optical illusion around which way she's running. And then it really speeds up. So I wish they, I wish they spent less time with Irv and more with Charlie in the forest. Because it kind of skips forward. Like, it seems like... A little bit of a montage! Like, weeks. Yeah. Because <laughs> she goes into the forest, and the next time we see her, like, she's completely dirtied. Yeah. Like, the, she's, like, soiled. Like, it looks like she's been in there for, like, a week. Her in the forest what was a motherfucking montage of yeah. her teaching herself how to kind of use her powers. Yeah. And it was great because there's a moment where she starts a fire, like a campfire. I'm right. like, that's where they got the title for the movie. They did it. They're do- they said it. They said Firestarter. Um, and then she tracks down her father. I mean, this, this happens really quickly. And this is where all the fun stuff happens. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I skipped forward. I'm sorry. Before they go to the old man, the, one of the best scenes is they're at like a gas station. Or something. And, <laughs> and Charlie was like, here, pussy, pussy, pussy. And like this little cat comes up and is like, looks like it's going to rub on her and then goes, Rare! and swats oh. at her with a, and scratches her. Yeah. And Charlie immediately like burns it to a crisp. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was great. And just the sound of the cat. <laughs> There's nothing. It was, it's never not funny to hear a cat scream out in agony. Well, and I love cats. Uh, to be specific here, though, like the audience should know what it's like to go and see a movie in theaters with Bryce Hansen. <laughs> it is a very unique experience, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. And it, it shocked me when we first started going to movies together. <laughs> um, and it's weird that it's taken me this long, like five or six years, to like actually talk about it. But Bryce. Is I think you've brought this up before. A booming, booming laugh. <laughs> He's just like, ha, 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 wee! 
and the whole theater's like dead silent, and he's like, ha 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 ha! <laughs> so anytime something like, so this cat burning up is a cat burning up, like it's being tortured, uh-huh. and like there's a couple other people in the theater with us. They're not making a sound, presumably because they kind of care about cats, or mm. you know, or or maybe they're just stifling their laughter. Mm-hmm. None of that with Bryce. He's just like, ha 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 ha! Cat fucking dead. And so, and and which I have grown to love because it's it's what everybody's thinking. It's just it's just they can't let it out. But Bryce can't even control it. It's his superpower. He's just like blows the doors off with with raucous laughter. And I'm not exaggerating either. It's it's impressive. Yeah, I have a pretty booming laugh. It is a big booming happy laugh of like. Ha ha ha! Cat's dead! Uh, I just... I love the feeling of feeling something. Oh, yeah. You no, know? It's very clear. I feel nothing for most of my life, and there's something that makes me laugh. It's like, I'm taking advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, something about that cat being lit on fire right. and dying a horrible death. There's something about imagining... I don't know what, what it Finally is. Finally, like, feelings. I just imagine the filmmakers like... like what kind of... I, I imagine the fun... That the director and like the special effects people or the sound design people have doing that scene because you know they played it like over and over for like dozens of times to get the exact right timing and sound. Yeah. And you know that they were delighted by it. Yeah. They're like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like, and. I don't know. Uh, there's no, some- you don't need to justify it. I think anybody who sees this movie will also have a little <laughs> And that's what I like about it, is is it's the most earnest reaction. <laughs> and then Charlie's dad is like, you got to put it out of its misery, which, I don't know, if it were me, I would just like stomp it on its head or something. Oh, yeah, like, sure. Put it out of its misery quickly, you know. But she decides to, you know, just roast it some more. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In the trailer, it shows her exploding a bird. I wish there oh, were yeah. more of those. Yeah, bird explosions. Um. Anyway, she makes it. So I mean, that's like kind of our taste of what's to come. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Red Foreman kind of explain. He's he's like the creator of this mm-hmm. batch six or whatever the fuck this uh, this drug was that they injected mom and pop with, uh-huh. and he kind of explains the whole uh, the whole potential of uh, of charlie which is this bitch could literally bring about the end of the world uh via like her powers like she she could like you know this is the discussion that superhero um comic books and movies really never really have because it's all kind of a foregone conclusion but it's at the base it's at the core of the whole thing which is like this shit is so fucking dangerous how can we entrust this kind of power to a kid Right. And how can we let this kid just run amok through here? Like, yeah, I mean... We in, do need to control this. Yeah, in comics, like, they they use that argument when it's convenient. So, like, X-Men, there's a lot of yeah, this. It's, it's like, all of it. This is, this is X-Men. And then... A lot of this. Like, the more recent, you know, meta... Civil War. Comic book yeah. stuff is, yeah, Civil War or, you know, The Boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, all that stuff. Or uh, what was that cartoon? Yeah, like? yeah, that cartoon. Um, on Amazon. Am I getting tired of comic book movies? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. I've been tired of them for like four or five years now. It's just 
they just keep pumping them out. I gotta say, I watched Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the multiverse of madness. Hmm. And uh, it was entertaining. That's the thing that that's that sucks is like they're always entertaining. They're always fun, but you know, could you give me? There's nothing else. New? Yeah. There's nothing else in the theaters. Um, and so that's that's part of like why I appreciate this film, even though I think it's kind of mediocre and it's not. I think we need more mediocre films or lower budget films in the theater to kind of even it out between. Well, between the movies that cost $300 million to create and anything else, <laughs> like, it's hard to find the anything else now yeah. in theaters. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff on on Netflix and streaming platforms, and uh, I don't know. Horror is, is the one genre where you still get it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Actually, right now is specifically the time that that's kind of this is kind of not this is the time that proves the 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 exception that proves the rule because there's everything everywhere all at once. There's uh, the Northman. There's um, that uh, the the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, and then you know they did give Sam Raimi. Yeah, I think shot. that's that's more of like the effect of having everything on hold for three years, yeah, and maybe. now they're finally being able to release them in theaters. Like I think there's people been saying you what think, you just got done saying for a year, which I guess is is about the amount of time that you'd need to get out of a year's worth of movies. But yeah, I mean, like there's at least two years of stuff that's been held off from theatrically releasing. Um, so, you know, if you think of like indie art house films, like how many there would be in two years, like, yeah, they're all coming out now. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, so she finally catches up to her father cause they've got a connection. Uh, uh-huh. got a mind meld connection. And then her father kind of inexplicably just tells her, burn them all. Yeah. He's like, no, you, you really, like, if you want to survive, this whole place has to go. Which and, is kind of weird. Like, couldn't she just rescue him? Uh, Seems like that's an option. Well, he told her. Like, he, look, I mean, there's an element of, like. Well, and not only did he tell her, he makes her. Like, he pushes right. into her mind. and Yeah, there's a, this is, I mean, yeah, no, it's not, maybe not the right answer, but it's an answer that an eight-year-old and Zac Efron can come up with, you know? <laughs> Well, it's great the the shift between shove it down, keep it safe, like control everything to I'm going to force you to kill me with your mind to kill your own father and everyone in this building. Yeah. And seems like a shift. Well, it's a shift of a desperate man, right? And or he could just say, save me. And she'd burn through the. I'm so glass. eager for this, for this, for this moment. You, you always have like this, like, you know, in the total moment, I'd be the, 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 the voice of reason. I come up with the, I will, I'm so desperate to see the, this Bryce under pressure situation because you paint this, this version of like, it could be, dude, the, in the moment, shit's hard. It's really scary and, no, and not, upsetting. No, I'm talking about a storytelling. If you're the person writing it or... Oh, I see. Like, there's a lot of choices you could do, to uh, ways you could take this, and... That's true. That's true. Um, Even if you want, 
like chaos and like a just a horrible sequence of killings. There's different ways you could go about it other than I like this forcing your main character to commit atrocities. It's so tragic. Forcing it. Yeah, no, this is like, like the ultimate tragedy. Like this is what's so great about it, and that's why like. <sighs> I guess that's the flexibility of not doing character development because you don't really give a fuck about what this father actually thinks or what his concerns are or or what well like the what Charlie does or thinks so it's like eh, it's just a device to make someone burn make lots of people burn in interesting ways. No, I think this is the ultimate tragedy, right? Where you got this guy, he is so messed up in the head by, you know, first of all, just being exhausted, having to use his power so much, and it takes a piece of him every time, and then being caught, and then knowing that he, he's been used as a lure to get his little girl into this very, very bad place for her, and then, like, being desperate and going, and going the only answer here is I have to make my daughter kill me and everyone else here, with the exception of Rainbird, and um, and that's what happens, and that's super tragic because that little girl had to kill her dad. She was forced to kill her dad by her dad. Yeah, but it's never explained enough why that's the only option. Why is that? I the just only got option? done explaining it. He use he's he's all used up. He's uh, he's given a bunch of his self. To like trying to help this girl escape, she he's exhausted, he's tired, he's in this super, he's not in a good space. All right. Anyways, the the ending is pretty great. Lots of people on fire, and then the, of course the the line that's David's favorite: "Liar, liar, pants on fire." Was that not your favorite line? <laughs> so dumb. That's so great. It's so dumb. Liar, liar. And then... I see London. I see (laughs) France. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Captain Hollister, the, the bad guy lady, um, is like, oh, sweetie, we're just trying to help. And the, and the little girl, Charlie, goes, liar, liar, pants on fire. And I was like, oh no, my pants, they're on fire. No! (laughs) My pants! Yeah, that's a great, great last line. Oh, my God. Oh, gives me chills just thinking about it. <laughs> and then she burns the whole place down. And in the end, she's sitting on the coast. And Rainbird comes up to her and offers his hand. Yeah. To, and be, to be taken to his tribe. You're like, okay, this is better. This is better that she's being raised by a psychopathic hitman now i guess this is the okay no it's just what it is it is what it is yeah all right so that's Firestarter. who do you recommend this is a great popcorn movie yeah you're gonna have a good time <laughs> this is a good theaters. date movie yeah, oh yeah yeah it, it's got it made me rem- it reminded me a little bit of blue ruin it was kind of sad and kind of uh morose and it didn't you know there wasn't a lot of you know, it wasn't a lot of exposition. It was just kind of a lot of mood and then action and then go, go, go. All right. Let's move on to horror movie whores. Do you have it? I have it. Here we go. Whore. 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 Whore.
I have it pulled up if if you want I can play these. Um, I got it. Oh, okay. This is a little bit where you guys call into us at 682-253-4468 and uh you know, we we play your messages on the show. So thanks for calling. This one is from Glittercore. She's talking about she said the last episode so it wasn't the sadness. What was before? The wailing? Maybe? The wailing? Okay. Or maybe not. I can't recall. I can't remember either. Well, she'll say. Oh, my God. This last podcast, you guys fucking really hit a lot of deep, deep issues. Hatching. My God, this is literally. Oh, that's right. Um, the hatching. hatching. By the way, you this is one of the best episodes ever. You guys were like, so many dicks. I have a bachelor in dick psychology. Oh, wait. I minored in dick psychology. I mean, hilarious. Um, the toxic masculinity. Buckle up for this episode. I totally agree. It's bullshit. Um, just be a good person. I agree. Both of you said that. Um, it's true. Who cares what fucking penis or gender or cis or whatever the opposite of cis is? I don't even know because I had to look up cis the other day because I didn't even really know what it fucking meant. Um, just be a good fucking person, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, quote that hit me really hard was that David had said, you had the perfect thing and you fucked it up by thinking it was imperfect. I think a lot of people struggle with trying to be perfect. And I know me personally, I've been working in therapy with my therapist about the word perfect and trying to it with something different and more appropriate because perfect does not exist. Um, so if anybody has any recommendations on a different verbiage for the word perfect, since the word perfect doesn't exist, I would be very open to recommendations. Anyway, I love you fuckers and thank you for everything you do and I upped my patronage, patronage, whatever the fuck you call it, because I love you so much and you're worth it. Because you're fucking sluts and you deserve the money. So, anyway, keep up the good work. Bye. That was so nice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Glittercore. Glittercore, you'll notice from the intro music now, is featured as, I've got big tits and a tiny vagina. Right. So that's something about her. Um, <laughs> so that's something about her. Um, she's she's great. And uh, I, she was talking about our hatching episode where we talked about, you know, narcissistic parents and... Mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, I did say some stuff in that that I'm pretty proud of, to be honest with you. Like, I I do feel good about some of the revelations I had during that movie. That was a pretty great movie, if you guys haven't seen. Yeah. It. Um, she says she'd been working with the word "perfect" with her therapist and trying to replace it. I have a suggestion. Um, instead of using the word "perfect," how about use the word "human"? You know, because that's all you can do. That's all you are. That's all you can be, so I don't know. That that might work. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up Mormon, and this is a whole thing. Like, the the search for perfection, and, like, it's almost theology or doctrine that, like, yeah, that's what you should try to be. You just be perfect, because, you know, the scripture that's cited is, be therefore perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Well, it is so it's important basically to have saying, something to shoot for. It's basically saying, not just is it like a goal to shoot for, it's a commandment. Mm-hmm. 
to be as perfect as God, which is pretty harmful, you know, to say like, "Mm, it's, well, there's a lot nested in that though, right? Because Jesus, Jesus was a person and he was not totally perfect. He had, he had. No, but see, that's the thing. It's like he was perfect, though. No, he wasn't. Well, in Mormon doctrine, he was perfect. So anything, all the fuck ups that he made. What what, what were the fuck ups? The oh, you know, the twenty years of 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 shit we don't get to hear about Jesus because he was going going through hard shit. You know, coming to terms with being the Lord. I don't know. That's all apocryphal. I don't know what apocryphal means. That's stuff that's not in the Bible. So how can you comment on it? Well, by the fact, but because because it's a it's an intentional exception. It's like where's the twenty years? Okay, well, sure, David. In the David canon, Jesus was a fuck up for twenty years. I mean, like that's the. Anyways, in in Mormon doctrine, it would be like no, he was perfect, and he did only what um, his father would do. But what would and be, so even what the things would be the like point of what would be the point of making even the things that like you could point to is like hey that might be a, a point of weakness which is like I don't know we're getting into he was made that. into he look well look he was made into what would be the point of sending your son to be a person if uh-huh. not to if not to show that I am you I am like you and you are not perfect right it's 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 an attempt. It's all a journey, right? I I feel like this is like this is an an assumption that that everybody just just like sidesteps, which is oh Jesus was perfect, but well then what was the point of sending him at all? Well, okay, well to be a person. Why would he be a person instead of being God on earth? Like, you know? Like why a person? Why born in a in in a goopy mess, you know. Well, I don't want to turn this turn this into church, but I I mean, all I can speak to is, um, Mormon doctrine would mm. would say it this way, and I don't think it's necessarily unique. Which is, it was God come to Earth to experience life, you know, in the chaos that is, you know, mortality, or to experience mortality, but. He's still God, and to be God, you have to be perfect. Like, you can't accept that there... I mean, there's... Part of it is you can't accept him being God if God is fallible. So anything that Jesus did was the right thing. So even if you look at the parts where you can... Some people point to as like, oh, that's weakness, him expressing weakness. It's like, no, that's God... That's what God would do in that circumstance. So stuff like um, him asking, you know, for the cup to be taken away, um, him like turning over the tables in the temple. It's like those are all justifiable actions uh, of God. I feel like this is all in this is all another one of those things where it's people intention, people limiting putting like bumpers up for God, like oh, God can't be imperfect because, because then he wouldn't be God. And it's like, if God wants to be imperfect, he damn well can. He's God. Like, and what would, and why would you limit him in such a way? You know, like 
this is the part of the thing that makes him amazing is like, I don't know, all this. Okay. I mean, this is all to say, I mean, the whole point I'm, we're trying, I'm trying to make is that, yeah, it's harmful to have that conception of saying like, no, you can be perfect, so you should be. Like, and you should feel bad when you're not. So we agree that it's dumb. No, I agree when it, that it's dumb because it's not, mm. we're not God. Yeah. And we don't have a perfect knowledge or But we abilities. are. It's, he's in us. Um, Like you have to accept humanity on humanity's terms, not only with yourself, but with other people. Maybe that's exactly what we're both saying. Like that was well, the I'm, whole point. I'm trying to make my point through the way of... Mormon doctrine. Okay, I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna wrap up this theology debate right here, right now. Jesus is the bread. Okay. <laughs> Next call. Jesus. Thank you for your, uh, for your call, Glittercore. Oh, this might be her again. No, it's Hi, not. this is the girl from Colorado that I cussed Bryce out last time. Um, <laughs> I just listened to the saddening while I was driving, and holy shit, I fucking loved it i think i'm as fucked up as bryce is so thank you for that so it doesn't make me feel as shitty about myself um that movie was fucking insane like i'm so excited to watch it just based on your guys's review and then it got me thinking into like a deep dark hole of myself where i'm like why am I enjoying everything Bryce is talking about and shit? And I'm like, dude, that is so fucked up. But those are the kind of things that, like, no one talks about. So I don't understand why David was, you know, no offense, being a little bitch. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, dude, like, the things that you were talking about with, like, abortion and Hitler and all that, other shit, I'm like, those are full fucking conversations, you know? And and then I started thinking more about it, and I'm like, dude, am I really that fucked up that I enjoy these kinds of things? So, like, for example... You know when you're, like, watching porn and, like, nothing's mm-hmm. getting you off? I'm, yeah. And then you, like, start going into a darker hole mm. and <laughs> watching more fucked up shit. And you're like, nope, it's not doing it for me. And then next thing you know, it's, like, 3 in the morning and you're watching a girl eat cereal out of another girl's asshole. for story. <laughs> um, and that finally gets you off. Like, yeah. don't you guys feel, like, just so dirty and shitty after watching something like that? Like, do you guys feel ashamed of yourself? No. <laughs> Um, no, that was a really cool fucking movie, and I want to know what other kind of fucked up shit do you guys like to watch, or I'm totally down to have a conversation with Bryce about all the things that make David uncomfortable. Um, love you guys. Bye. <laughs> See, Bryce loves this because it's literally just her shitting on me, so Bryce is no, like, oh yeah. No, that's not, that's not the only reason why I love it. The question of, uh, we, like, we've, don't you feel terrible after getting off of over watching some girl eat a, a cereal out of another girl's asshole? I'm like, that's just Monday, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? How could you feel bad about the thing that gets you off? Yeah, don't kink shang me. Mm-mm. Um no, like I, I think both of us listen to this because I was kind of paranoid because David again was being a little bitch about the last episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't, I don't, I feel really, I don't know about this last episode. We went too far in some places, especially Bryce, and uh, I was getting paranoid about it. And I re-listened to it. I'm like, no, it, it was fine. No, I, I really, was, I, I think I, my issue is that. I don't want to have a show where we talk about politics ever. Really, I didn't talk about politics. That, yes, yeah. I mean, sure, sure, you did. 
Uh, I was talking about a thought experiment. Right. Yeah, sure. Call it that. I, I just don't want, uh, I don't want a show about horror movie. Cause here's what I hate. I hate when, uh, when the podcast that I'm listening to, like, uh, about a certain topic, gets so off topic that it starts like liking the smell of its own farts, mm. especially in the political realm. So and, like the 30 minutes we talked about Zach Efron and how much we want to fuck him. Yeah, but that's so, that's so like easy. Like mm. everybody can agree with that. You know, there's not a person alive who's not gonna be like, yeah, I didn't want to fuck Zach Efron. But uh, when it gets into the abortion debate, then I'm like, well, there's going to be a lot of people who get really, really... See... Here's Look, the you're thing. taking this as an attack. You I'm say, just telling you why I didn't like it. I I know you're saying you're fr- you're putting words in my mouth that you're saying we were talking about the put abortion lot, debate. Put a lot more about that than that on your mouth. I mentioned the word abortion and and like the frame of the discussion, but I didn't have a debate about abortion. I was talking about how if you're vegan <laughs> and you believe meat is murder, mm-hmm. but you also believe that you know life doesn't start until uh, birth, then it's not murder to eat pig fetuses. Well, that's we all, all I'm saying. Ag- we can all agree on that. I know. That's all. That was the only, that's not a political statement. That's just, that's just fact. Right. Um. So, no, you- I, I think we both were a little paranoid about that episode. Um. And uh, she mentioned that she left us a voicemail. And so we both listened to it independently. Yeah. And... <laughs> I called you and asked you if you did, and you're like, yeah, I'm not, I don't really appreciate being framed as, I was a little bitch. Well, and I, I no, specific, no, it wasn't that. I don't appreciate the idea that you're, that you're more fucked up than me. Like, that's where I took offense. (laughs) That too, yeah. Specifically, I'm like, no, I am definitely... I I have a way more fucked up sense of humor. I feel like, uh, just based on the like where I go every night, uh, just watching television programs with with my wife, it's dark as sin. It's terrifying. Like you wouldn't like mm. there would it. It's, if it's the on, darkest places you can go. If it's on TV, it's probably not going to be that dark. Oh no, that's the fun part is making it horrendously like cavernously oh, terrifying okay yeah like, is so, like so yeah bringing you, it to the darkest places imaginable yeah you watching well i think one of the examples you're probably thinking of is watching um the ultimatum the netflix show oh that's stuff like that where that's it's like super fucking light I'm talking about taking wholesome shit and turning it into like the most depraved stuff that you can imagine mm. as like this is our fun thought experiment that we do every night right is like making things the darkest most disgusting thing you can imagine and and that so I I like and I, mm. I, I like the depths of the depravity that I'm capable of I feel like is much darker but yeah. Although I don't know, I feel like you and I could get to some pretty dark places as well if we did that. Well, it's strange because, like you've said, I just pride myself on that. Well, and we, she and she attacked me. Well, you came up with an idea for a new bit, and like you kind of put it on me to say, like, you should probably head this because you're going to find up find more fucked up stuff than I will. Like, am I? remembering that wrong um because you're well a big part of that was 
I know, like, I had the idea in my head about the bit to begin with, uh-huh. so I knew how I wanted the reaction to be. It's very hard to make Bryce react a certain way, whereas I feel like I knew where I I oh you wanted to I birthed the bit in my head, okay. and so it and so I go well. There's no way I can like transpose actions onto Bryce. I can't make him act the way I want to. Mm. So yeah, th- there was an element of control on that on that one. Okay, that. Anyway, I really like this caller. But yeah, I I love love the fact that it's like the entire phone call is framed as, I can't believe that I'm as fucked up as Bryce. Yeah, that offends me. (laughs) That specifically offends me. What I've learned is that you should just never attribute any kind of label or characteristic to David because he's going to fight back against it and take offense. I hate you. Yeah. 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 Even saying that, I can tell there's a twinkle in his eye like, yeah, I'm I'm a little angry about it. I'm very angry about it, actually. I'll burn this place to the fucking ground. Burn the building down. Okay, next. Hi, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think I'm also numb like Bryce. Like, to be honest with you guys, the Serbian film was not as dis... Well, I mean, it is... It's sad, but it wasn't disturbing. I'm like, this shit's probably happened in real life to a couple people, but... I don't know. I think I'm desensitized, too. Um, so, Bryce, shoot me some more fucked up movies. Recommend them this way so that I can feel something again in my sad, lonely life. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bye. <laughs> that is what's fucked up about a Serbian film, is that this happens, for sure. Yeah. Like, this has happened a lot. Like, that's what's scary and sad about it. Like, um, but yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, I don't really seek out like the super, dist- I, I haven't seen a Serbian film. I haven't seen martyrs, like all these ones that come up as like, this is, this will fuck you up. I'll tell you this, the sad, the sad, the sadness, uh-huh. I almost said the saddening like her, the sadness d- did not affect me the way I was worried it might. I was like, oh, this is kind of, oh, wow, that's messed up, but it didn't, I wasn't. Uh, right. I mean, it's like, there's a point at which it goes so beyond where you're like, you can, you can just compartmentalize it as like this is a movie right like, it ruins the suspension of disbelief to and where it's like yeah this is that's special effects that's makeup her eye isn't really gone it's a prosthetic over her eye to make it look like it's gone and this is why i wanted to do that well i thought about doing that uh horror movie iceberg bit in the last uh-huh. one because there are movies that move into like real territory in on that like black metal veins which is like uh, it's a documentary about like heroin users mm-hmm. that, uh, that's real, real heroin users doing real fucked up shit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, one of them dies <laughs> uh-huh. on camera and it's, there's some question about whether or not that's real <laughs> and, uh, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. And if you uh, want to go find some, some true darkness, that's not. Like that fake you, movie darkness. That, Go to Soft White Underbelly on YouTube. Oh you'll, yeah, you'll discover some like just I casual, casual matter of fact, like human misery. Yeah, yeah, that can't be compared to. And by the way, I found that for Bryce. Bryce didn't find that until you. I found it and gave it to Bryce. So I'm so fucked up, right? Me. Can I just ask callers not to? Comment on David's proclivities or personality. Don't you put that on them. I've got a... 
It's yeah, not fair careful. to da- it's not fair to David. No. Um, Next call. Here we go. I love that girl. Oh, morning, fellas. It's a uh, Luke from Hampshire, Old Hampshire, oh. England. Um, just a quick one. As I don't know how much this is going to cost me. Uh, Team Spear, Team Spear, all the way. Fuck you, David, and <laughs> fuck Fart Simpson. Love you guys. Bye. Fuck Fart Simpson. Hey, well, we love Fart, but yes, the Spear he, is the right. This is choice. exactly how Team Spear would be, which is like approaches. Claim Spear is best, says nothing further, does not elaborate further. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, but why? Well, I mean, he comes from jolly old England, which has a rich history of... of uh, losing to Americans. Of warfare. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. losing to Americans. Having, having us pull their bacon out of the fucking fire. Yeah, I know, I got you, North Hampshire. Fuck me. Fuck you, buddy. Well, I'll get, come a, I'll get bring a bat right over to North Hampshire. Sorry, I love you. Hope it cost you. Uh, hello, fellas. Me again. Hampton <gasps> uh, oh, no. face, Luke. So like I need, need to... Luke? That didn't cost me very much money, so that's why I don't divulge a bit more into my whole spear thing. Oh. I mean, there's a reason spears have been the most commonly used weapon in all human conflicts. <laughs> uh, if you use a sturdy enough piece of wood, you can snap it in half, and then you've got a short stabber and even a bat. You can't reach, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then you have a superior weapon. On, the fart rather was going on about having the katana. Yeah. Strap a sturdy piece of wood to it. Got a spear, a naginata, or whatever it's called. Sorry, oh, got my dogs just jumped on my. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so before I explain that, spears is best. And yeah, fun guys. Bye. Yes, thank you, Luke. You've made all the salient points. Um, answering David's. Um, I love criticism yeah, of your yeah, last yeah. phone call. I love. But okay. also, you know, if you have a. Samurai sword, you strap that onto a spear, and all of a sudden you have a superior weapon. I'm so interested to know how many spears Team Spear has among all of them. Among all of them. Not one motherfucking spear among all you spear-claiming bitches. Yeah, you got a knife and a dowel, and you have a spear. But you don't have that, Bryce. Yeah, you do. I have a knife and a dowel. Okay, so... and I what's dowel in that room right okay, there. Okay, yeah, go get a dowel and t- go ahead and fucking duct tape a knife to it. Oh, wow, what a great weapon, Bryce. No, or Whoa. don't even have to do that. You just sharpen it with the knife. But you don't even have it. I have a bat right now. If 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 we were to pop off right now, I got a bat in my fucking truck, bruh. You're going to have to, you're going to be sitting in here carving your spear while I'm caving your head in. There's all the argument you need. Mm-hmm. Team Bat wins because Team Bat exists. There is, Team Spear is a thought experiment. Most used weapon in history. <laughs> no, that's not. That's a fact. That's not a thought experiment. And where have all the spears gone? Where are you going to pop on down to the spear store, buy yourself a spear? Well, no, you're going to craft one well, out of some theoretical thing in your house. Okay, David, if you're in a melee battle, what are you going to use? A bat. In warfare, what are you going to use in a melee battle? In, oh, okay, so we have to be transported into a mythical realm that no, doesn't exist? No, they use it today. They, they would use it today. What would it be? Uh, I'm saying it's called right a now, bayonet, which is basically a gun spear. What are you talking about? No one has bayonets on guns anymore. Yes, they do. No, they do not. Yes, they. <laughs> okay, David. You got don't... a lot of bayonets around here too. You're like bringing up all these things that aren't. No, used if you have a rifle have. in the military, there's 
They still have bayonets. They have fucking grenade launchers underneath them. I'm just saying, man. I have a bat. You don't have a spear. If this if this thing pops off today, I got a bat. You don't have a spear. Yeah, I do. I can sharpen a piece of wood. Right. You can you can sit down and waste a bunch of time and maybe get a eaten. bunch of time. I got I look, I prove me wrong. Make a video. Do I have yet to see I've got a bat. Mm. I I have no evidence that anybody has a spear. And and there's no spear store, whereas bats are prolific. And they're easy to use and they don't get stuck in things. Like it's it's team bat. It makes sense. I love They don't the, get stuck in things because you don't survive long enough to swing it twice. They don't even they you know, at least they exist. Hmm. Okay. Here's Mike from California. Hey, it's Mike from California, aka the Bell of the Ball, uh, from your last epi- episode, uh, the sadness, as well as uh, I fuck saw. Keep up the good work. Stay being afraid of the air, uh, Bryce. I hope you didn't inject that poison in your body. Um, again, more porno or horror movie, and more you, David, uh, Shit's Creek references. Keep it up. Ew, no, David. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Mike. On the last last episode, criticizing us for being afraid of the air. Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm not very afraid of the air. You're more no. afraid than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Mike from California is the new whack pack. I feel like I like Mike from California because he's he's here to say the things that no mm-hmm. one else is going to say. Yeah, I thought you didn't want to be political, David. He's the bell of the ball. He <laughs> proclaimed himself the bell of the ball, <laughs> which makes you the the bell of the ball. That's exactly Bell of the Ball, actually. That is actually what happened in, in Southern, you know, balls. Is it Just whoever comes in says, I am the Bell of the Ball. Shit. That person did it before me. And the other women are like, fuck, why didn't I think of that? Damn it. <laughs> I told myself the last ball. <laughs> I'm going to proclaim it. And I forgot. It's really on me. Oh, fuck. Okay. Here is our last caller. Hey, fellas, CJ from Massachusetts. Hey, so I was just thinking, uh, if you want to get more people talking about HMT, mm. I think you should start having more political debates on the show. Any publicity is good publicity, right? No. All right, take care, guys. CJ. CJ's been calling every episode. i got to say thank you to CJ. You're, you're a good caller. All right, so here are my opinions on the Jewish people. Oh, dear um, God. <laughs> The Jewish race. Uh huh. No, I don't. No, we don't want to get in. Again, it wasn't a political conversation. It was philosophical. Here comes Bryce reframing history the way he does. Oh, spears. Everybody knows it's bats that are the most prolific weapon used in history. Mm. Yeah, to the people that lost. No, to the people that Mm -hmm. kick ass and take names. Badass. Like people. who? What what civilization used primarily bats and mm-hmm. established a the entire worldwide Scottish people emperor. led by Mel Gibson? Those were swords. Those yeah, they were big old bats. I know. It's you know Yeah, the Scottish didn't win that fight, David. I'm not sure if you watched the same movie. Are were you inspired or not? <laughs> If you want to be drawn and quartered, George use a bat. Washington crossing the Delaware with the motherfucking bat, bro. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Crossing the Delaware. All of World War II was fought with bat launchers. (laughs) These artillery cannons that were just designed to launch bats into the faces of their enemies. Your fucking spears are nowhere in All these bullets are just shooting out of these little tiny bats. (laughs) Bats are transcendent. (laughs) I feel it loopy. Any any success fought by the spear is just because it's a very long bat. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Ouch, David. Ouch, David. It's okay. okay. I'll stop hitting you with a bat now. All right, that is our episode. I think we meandered long enough. Holy moly, man. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Join us every second Saturday for our second Saturday watch party that we're definitely going to have tonight. Um, Please, again, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you can. I think you can do it on Spotify now as well as... Other places. Pod, cart, catcher. Uh, Pod chaser. Pod chaser, share the show with a friend if you know someone that likes horror movies, and if you want to leave a voicemail like you listen to those other beautiful people, uh, call six eight two two five three four four six eight. And Zach Efron, if you're listening, um, David just really, really wants to fuck your mouth. I got something over here that you got to take care of. Oh, that was. Oh, yeah, that it was, was my it. wiener. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to play something. You were play, no, it was my computer. wiener. I need him to take care of it. Okay. You could grab onto those augmented jaws and just shove them right in your crotch. Well, he's got to touch my bat, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Touch my bat through the fence. See y'all later. Bye bye. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good.